Great to see you. See who? Yeah, Mr. Bob Uecker. Are we on TV or radio? We are on radio. Okay. Hey, i got to say this. Before before we get into this other stuff, my favorite story of the offseason was the players voting you a playoff share and then you donating that money to charity. You never hear that story. I think that might be unprecedented in baseball. I, I, I was shocked. I'm not kidding you when when uh, our traveling secretary here, Dan Larea, <clears throat> excuse me, called me and told me that. I thought he was joking, right? I mean, they give shares to the clubhouse people that work in there and front office people. Never to a, a broadcaster. And, I mean, they've always, and you know this, they, they treat me like I'm one of the guys anyway. That's been going on forever. But when I really sat down and thought about what they did, I, w- I was really shocked. Um, well, it says how they feel about you. It says a lot about you, Bob. Well... I, you know, I don't know about that, but um, I called them, and I saw them, a lot of them over at that uh, softball right. game we did over in California. Mm-hmm. I went over and did that, and I saw a lot of them and thanked them for what they did. And, you know, sometimes players, and we see it each and every day in the newspapers. We see how much money players are making and the contracts they're signing and um People, I guess people sometimes maybe get upset at, at the amount of money that athletes are being paid to do something that they really enjoy. And when, I thought, why not do something where people say, hey, those guys did pretty good. You know, they did that and then they did that and they gave it to these and they gave it to those people. And everybody benefited from it. And that was that was really I didn't do it for a pat on the back or anything else. I wanted people to know that these guys thought enough of me to um, to give me a share, a full share, and they knew what I was going to do. They knew what I was going to do. They knew I wouldn't keep it. It was going to go to the cancer fight and and the wounded warriors, which is one of my favorite things all time. Uh, The boys and girls club and and make a wish. You know, those are things that I do every day. And that I I really enjoyed doing, so that. But it was it was really really nice. I mean, I'm, I I still, when I think about what they did, you know, that's it's a pretty neat thing. Bob, we had the great run in, in 2018. What would it take to make this a successful season in your mind, as as the announcer for the Brewers and and for this organization, for all the other teams to drop out of the league? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, they got a good club here. Well, look at the lineup. They got, up there. They got a good club. They can make another run, absolutely. I would be, uh, I would be disappointed, and so would they, and Craig Council and the whole organization, including Mark Atanasio, would be totally disappointed if they didn't make a run. But I mean, you're gonna you're gonna get a pretty good preview of what could happen, starting with our series here today with the St. Louis Cardinals in here, and you know you got the Cubs right away, which is the way it should be. That's the way I like it. I. I like going up against the clubs that you're going to have to play and beat and find out what, what you got. I saw you talking to Christian Yelich before you came over. I mean, obviously a, an unbelievable player. Can he do what he did in 2018? I'll tell you what, he had a, he had a great spring. Beautiful spring. He, did, he yeah. didn't leave anything in Arizona, I can tell you that. Um, the, the thing about Christian, I wish everybody had a chance to meet him. Um, I, don't, he, I, don't, I don't think he ever says I. I know he didn't yeah. there. He says we, us, or them, um, and that's the that's the kind of a guy he is. That uh, his family, 
um, brother, a Marine. Um, but he, you know, he's one of those guys that comes along every once in a while that it just seems no matter what he does, it works. And I don't care how hard the pitcher is throwing, I don't care who the pitcher is, Christian Yelich is one of those guys that can hit. You know, he's just one of those guys that can hit. Well, you know, you talk about what a good guy he was. We were just talking about that a couple minutes ago. My sense is this is a team made up of really, oh, really good, good guys. Yeah. You're right, Wags. I, I, um, I mean, if you... When you go in the clubhouse, and you guys are in there, walk up and down on either side of the clubhouse and check the names and check the people sitting on the chairs, you're going to find a pretty good clubhouse here. And uh, that goes back to a few years ago when everybody that kind of wasn't on board here for the way they're operating, the way they want to operate, you know, the way they want to be remembered as as players, if the guys didn't adhere to that, those guys were gone. They're not around here anymore. Every every guy in there, and from from what we saw in spring training, I don't know if you guys had a chance to get out there and no, we weren't look on the at, Arizona. <laughs> oh, we weren't on the Arizona <laughs> junket this year, Bob. Of Take a look at that place, man. That was unbelievable. But anybody that doesn't enjoy that and and has has a incentive, so to speak, to want to get back there and get here, the final landing. Uh, a strip is here in Milwaukee, but um, I every guy that we had in Arizona, and we had some really good young players. You'll see them down the road here. Uh, I hope I'm around to see them too. But uh, we got a, a great young organization here to um, you know to fill the fill this thing up and keep it going. But Bob, you know we I know recently you you've cut back your schedule a little bit. Mm-hmm. You're not on the road as much. Um, how is that working out for you? Good. Um, you know, there's there's some games I go on the road. I have friends. Um, may go to Cincinnati here to kick this season off the road trip. I like Pittsburgh. Go to New York. I got friends there. You know, the Dick Eversall and Bob Costas. You know, mm-hmm. guys who are my longtime friends. So every once in a while, I'll take one of those trips. But I mean, the Brewers are comfortable. We got two good young broadcasters that work when I'm not around and work even when I'm here. But when I'm not here. The broadcasts are going to be in unbelievably capable hands with Jeff Levering and uh, Lane Grindle. They really are. They're they're outstanding young guys and um, nothing to worry about. Just getting me in and out of the ballpark. Hey, we got to take a quick break from the yeah. news, but um, there, there's a buddy of yours behind us. Can we maybe talk you into sticking around for one more segment? <laughs> oh, so. <Mark> <laughs> I've never met him before. He's the owner, I believe. Okay. Well, let, let us take a very quick break. Will you stick around for a couple minutes? Yeah. Sure. All right. Sure. And we are live in the dugout. Steve Scafidi, Jeff Wagner for WTMJ, celebrating opening day. we got two great guests. Bob decided to stick around. Yeah, I didn't make him too mad in, in my questioning of him earlier. If he earlier. tells me to stay, I'm <laughs> if, if the boss <laughs> says stay, you stay. And we're also joined by Brewers owner Mark Atanasio, who I've met for the first time. Yeah. Nice to meet you nice as well. Nice to meet you. So how exciting is opening? It's an obvious question, but it's a fun one for Wisconsin people. The opening day of spring training, opening day of the season, and opening day of the playoffs are the three best days of the year, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, we had a great run last year. Can we do it again? I mean, you got you have the. I look at this lineup up on the scoreboard. It is impressive. You always have to be cautious. Injuries play a part. You got to do what you did last year. But this team seems to be in a position to do it again. Yeah, I got a text from uh, Doug Melvin this morning, and the last word in it was health. Right? <laughs> yeah, right. So, uh, yeah, look, we, we're going to score some runs this year, and uh, it's going to be fun. Okay. So one of the things that happens, it's part of the problem when you, when you do so well, 
payroll this year, 120 million, all-time record, I think, for the Brewers. Um, you've always said that you're willing to spend the money if you got to do it, put the team out on the field. You're certainly doing that this year. Yeah, I think the numbers. I wish the number was 120. <laughs> <laughs> numbers uh, north of that. Uh, look, we everything sort of came together last year in terms of the development of the young players and uh, signing Lorenzo Cain and then trading for Christian Yelich. So we wanted to support that and keep it going. You know, Mike Mustakis was a big part of the the team last right. year, bringing him back, and then. Uh, you know, having the opportunity to sign Yasmani Grandal is something we couldn't, you know, pass on. Uh, you, know, you rarely see da- David Stearns doesn't show a lot of emotion. <laughs> so he was pretty excited when he called me on Yasmani. So I figured we'd go ahead with that. Hey, as long as you're here, we were talking about this with Bob a couple minutes ago. They, one of the, I think one of the great, perhaps, undertold stories of the offseason was the players voting him a full playoff share and then him making the donation to charity. That, you don't have too many, and I don't think you have any announcer in the history of baseball that that's ever happened to. You know, the real funny thing, when I was with the Cardinals and I was on the team, they didn't vote me a share. <laughs> Yeah, I don't have many announcers that uh, as much champagne and beer dumped on their head as, as he did last year in the playoffs either. <laughs> Let's talk this year. What are, what are fans going to notice about the experience at Miller Park this year, different from last year? Well, look, we always try to enhance the experience here, and I think uh, just in terms of difference, uh, we've now taken full control of our retail. We used to do it in partnership with Sports Service, who obviously continues to support us, and so you're going to see expanded offerings there. Otherwise, you know, same great venue. We put over, we put about between us and Stadium District, $100 million into the facility since I bought the team, and that's pretty special. Well, I think one of the cool things that, to that point is, as somebody who remembers County Stadium, you know, it was kind of rough in April, you know, those April games and all. Here, you know you've got this controlled environment. You've got a great team on the field. You, you, can, you can draw 30, 35, 40,000 people on a Tuesday night in April against a good team. Our ticket sales, you know, uh, the great things about the community here, there's only, I think, eight teams in baseball that have drawn. You always come up with this number, but over 2.3 million fans, 13 years in a row, there's eight teams. You know, this is one. And we're going to draw upwards of 3 million fans this year. We've had 98%, 98% renewal rate in our season ticket holders. That's, uh, that's a did. record for I us. did. All right, there you go. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Are you you up in those euchre seats up there? Yeah, they've upgraded me a little bit this time, but yeah. But so so it's great fan support, and and look, this goes back to the venue here that uh, you know Commissioner Seal again, his daughter Wendy, uh, Wendy Seelig pre-built, and. Uh, you know, go into the ceiling experience and see how hard it was to get this place. I'm just the uh, yeah. the fortunate steward of it uh, since then. We've had a bunch of players on uh, before you guys, and, and they've all said one thing, that the family atmosphere, the team com- camaraderie that they have together is part of the reason, even for a new player like Yasmani, why they wanted to come here. How important as the owner is that to you, hearing that from your own players? Well, it's very gratifying. We try to, you know, you, it, as an owner, there's very few things you could do. Actually, you can sign the checks. You can, you know, uh, identify Craig Council and David Stearns. That worked. And, and then set a tone. We try to set a family tone. But, yeah, the players really are, you know, I give credit to them for the, the culture they've created. And uh, look at the way they've embraced you. You know, he's not the most likable guy. People <laughs> think he's likable. Hi, Nathan. <laughs> Well, you say that like it's a bad thing, though, Bob. I no, mean, it's high maintenance, not, I mean, yeah. I take my bag once in a while, and I'm fine. I don't, I don't worry about stuff, man. I, I, to be able to come here each and every day and to be around the boss, 
um, it, it's not only what we do here at the ballpark, baseball-wise, but the friendships that you develop, and you touched on that a moment ago, the friendships you develop with a guy like Mark, his family, um, and it, it lasts. It, it's not only for baseball. It lasts forever and ever. And um, when, you, when you consider that, it's totally different for me as a player. You know, when you're a player, you don't talk to the ownership that much. You see them once in a while. But when you get to the position that I'm in now as a, as a broadcaster or, you know, working in the front office, whatever it may be, you get to spend more time with Mark, and you find out his his love of baseball. I mean, from New York, and the way he watches the game, he watches totally different than a lot of other people do. Um, so that that part of it, when you're connected to a guy like Mark and David Stearns, I, I remember the day we hired David Stearns. Mark called me early in the morning. We were in Chicago. And he called me early in the morning, and he told me, David Stearns, we're going to sign David Stearns today, and he wants to talk to you. Would it be okay if he calls you? I said, are you kidding? <laughs> are you serious? Sure. He said, yeah. So I hung up from Mark. David called, talked to him for about 15 minutes. I mean, it was one of the best times I ever had. Really, I'm telling you, to you know, talk to your new general manager the day he's hired, um, and he wanted to talk to you. Right? Yeah. That, that, that impressed me. And since then, he's impressed me a lot more. But, I mean, what we've had here with Doug Melvin through the years and with David Stearns and Matt Arnold now as assistant, um, I don't, there's no better hands that this club could be in, on my part, anyway. Mark, how tough was it after that tough game seven? I mean, don't mean to bring up bad memories. Okay, so like, walk me through that. Okay, you know, game seven, you're thinking maybe you're heading to the World Series. You take the lead. Yeah, no, look, so uh, once, uh, you know, Yelly hit that ball out to left field and uh, Chris Taylor caught it, and I just, you know, it just felt like all well, the air came out of the balloon for me. and might have thrown something in the suite. Might have uh, dropped a few f bombs. Actually, uh, called the commission. Commissioner Sealy was in the suite. I called him. You know, the next day, I said, "Look, I'm really sorry about that." He said, "That's nothing like what used to see with me. <laughs> that was nothing." <laughs> but uh, look, it's very hard. We all put uh, you know so much into it, and I, I feel if you're not passionate about it, then you shouldn't be doing it. Uh, but you know, I. I mostly have gotten over it. <laughs> Brewers owner Mark Antanasio, Hall of Famer, legend, Mr. Baseball, Bob Uecker. Pleasure to meet both you guys. You can break some news. Who's going to throw out that first pitch today? Uh, we can't, can't do that. Can't do that right? <laughs> we, we can't do that. Will we be surprised? Yolis Chassin. <laughs> there you go. It's a, it's pretty cool opening uh, pitch today, actually. You should look look for it. Thanks for both you guys. Great great to see you. See you guys later. Always. See you, Waggy. 